Hello again. I'm Mark Harry, and thank you for joining me once more as we're going to the army. Hello again and welcome to this brand new episode of the Going to the Army podcast. This is the 32nd episode since it began in 2013 and it's always lovely to hear from people who listen and wait patiently for the next instalment. One of the great things about Going to the Army is how I've been able to meet and become friends with the lovers of Salvation Army music from all around the world. One friend who lives just about as far from the UK as it's possible to be right over in New Zealand, recently sent me some books that I didn't have, including a fine record of the Salvation Army's work on those two beautiful islands. So it's quite fitting that we start this podcast today with one of New Zealand's finest, a great march from the pen of Harold Scotney, the Wellingtonian. <laughs> Thank you. 
Great March, played for us there by the International Staff Band, was published nearly a hundred years ago, in 1925. And it's one of 25 marches by Harold Scottney that we have in the Salvation Army. It features the tune A Robe of White, of course. And it's interesting to reflect now that the tune we hear in the second half of the march was actually an original melody by the composer. For as long as I can remember, I've always associated that tune with My Jesus, I Love Thee. My dad used to use it as a congregational tune to those words. But the march, as I listened to it today, reminded me vividly of the visit of Commissioner Howard Osborne to Tunstall Corps while my father was the commanding officer there in the late 1970s. Howard Osborne, although not strictly a New Zealander himself, had spent time there in his teens and later returned for two great spells as an officer and the Chief Secretary of New Zealand later. And he'd just come back from the latter appointment to IHQ when he visited Tunstall. To make him feel especially welcome, the band marched to and from the Sunday evening open air with Wellington Citadel and then that march, the Wellingtonian. I remember Howard saying to the band when we returned to the old Citadel in Ladywell Road that with that great band behind him, the flag in front and such stirring music, he had never marched six inches above the road before. Oh, how many of us would love to relive days like those again. Howard's father was, of course, General Albert Osborne, the poet general, as he was known. And for our prayer time today, we're going to use one of his wonderful songs, sung for us here by Eric Tebbit from a beautiful new CD that I bought a year or so ago. This is Shepherd, Hear My Prayer. Hear, oh, hear my prayer. 
let the foe not prevail. Shepherd, hear my prayer. My resources would fail. Shepherd, hear my prayer. Order all my steps aright. Carry me from height to height. Yonder shines the light. Shepherd, A band piece that often crops up when I talk to people about old army music is Ray Steadman Allen's selection, His Guardian Care. Now that's a piece that happily is still played quite a bit today. It was part of a programme I enjoyed recently by the East Midlands Fellowship Band, for instance. Well, His Guardian Care featured in Going to the Army episode 10 back in April 2014. So why not download that episode and listen again? There are a few other great army favourites in that episode, including I Know a Fount and I'm in His Hands, by the way. But let me get back on track. Not many people know that Ray Stedman Allen wrote a follow-up selection to his Guardian Care, and this was published in 1978. Played for us here by the Kettering Citadel Band, then, is The Everlasting Arms.
In the car I drive at the moment, I'm able to plug in USB data sticks or SD cards. And so, I'm able to put quite a lot of music in one place. In fact, my army disc in the car has over 15,000 pieces of music on it to enjoy while I drive. If I put it on shuffle, I often get a nice surprise and hear something I've not enjoyed for a long time. And just such a thing happened the other day. I thought to myself, I must share that on going to the army. And so it became the first song chosen for this new podcast. It's a piece I used to love singing in the singing company many years ago, but it still sounds fresh, with music by a young John Larson and words by a cadet called Anne Green. I wonder whatever became of her. Here is It's New. Thank you. 
That was It's New, sung of course by the Sunbury Junior Singers under the direction of Joy Webb. Something new that I'm adding to going to the army from this episode onwards is a section that will feature well-known Salvation Army soloists through the years, both vocal and instrumental. If there's a soloist that you'd like to hear included, please drop me a line and I'll do my best to source a recording for future podcasts. But for today, we're going way, way back into the mists of time. It might seem unusual to us now if, for example, the general led a meeting, presented his sermon and then sat down, leaving someone else to lead the prayer meeting and the appeal that followed. Yet this was very much the way things were for many years in the early days of the Salvation Army. General Booth would preach and start the appeal, and then a specialist assistant would take over. These were often referred to as an aide-de-camp, and the initials ADC were given to the person appointed to this special task. Examples of ADC to the founder included John Lawley, whose biography I'm reading at the moment, and Commissioner Hugh Watmore, whose long-lost autobiography I helped prepare for publication just a few years ago. Lawley was no great singer. I have a recording from 1898 that gives evidence of this, but these ADCs often did become popular soloists in their own right. One such singer was Colonel Joseph Pugmire, who was ADC to Bramwell Booth for many years. He was even asked to record solos for the old Salvation Army 78 RPM records. Colonel Pugmire had little sense of timing or rhythm, so a young Eric Ball was sent to accompany him on the organ, Eric having the ability to follow the soloist and move the chords when he moved the tune. In recording this solo, though, another problem also arose, as I heard related by Eric many, many years later. When the soloist sang the word yes in the chorus here, he sang it very loudly, causing the recording signal to overload. So it was suggested that when it got to that word, Colonel Pugmire should turn his head to the side, away from the microphone, to alleviate the problem. I hope that vision doesn't spoil this taster of the old army for you too much, but I can't help picturing him turning his head away at those places. It's a great song, though, and here, then, is Colonel Joseph Pugmire with Eric Ball and Pleasure in His Service. Where are now those chains that bound me, chains of sin and self and pride? Hallelujah, Jesus broke them. When I sought his river side, now a sweeter, nobler bondage doth my raptured soul enthrone. For there's pleasure in his service, more than all, yes, more than all. For there's pleasure in his service. More than all, yes, more than all.
instrumental soloist today is, without doubt, one of the finest cornet and trumpet players in the world today. Philip Cobb of Hendon Corps is also the principal trumpet with the London Symphony Orchestra, a position that he was appointed to when aged just 21. Phil is a fourth generation Salvationist, his granddad being Roland Cobb, and his father Steve, of course the bandmaster of the International Staff Band. This is a lovely recording of Phil playing Len Ballantyne's song Don't Doubt Him Now, a song that was originally written for a musical called Beyond the Stars with lyrics by Frank Reynolds and it was published in the musical Salvationist for Songsters in 1990. Don't Doubt Him Now.
Thank you, Philip. And also the Corey Band, who provided the accompaniment there from Phil's CD, Life Abundant. Now, many of you know, of course, how way back in the 1980s and 90s, I was not only involved in Salvation Army bands and songster music making, but I also worked full-time for a number of years with a Salvation Army-based Christian rock group called Blood and Fire. We were at that time just one of hundreds of such groups that were based in core all over the UK territory. At one stage, we even put together a whole weekend music festival at Regent Hall Core, which was called Rock at the Rink, to showcase many of these groups. The forerunners of us all, of course, were the Joystrings, but then, later in the 1970s, many of our dads had records in their collections by other army groups, including Good News, Bill Booth Revival Machine, and perhaps the most successful of all the groups in my teenage years, the solid rock band from Gloucester Salvation Army. You may have heard that at the beginning of November this year, the solid rock band had a very special reunion to mark the 40th anniversary of their LP, Footprints on the Water. And here is a man I've known for about 50 years, Cliff Matthews, the group's keyboard player and vocalist, to tell us something about this event. 2009 coincidentally brought together two, for us at least, significant anniversaries. It is Gloucester Salvation Army's 140th year in the city, and it was 40 years ago that we, as the Solid Rock Band, recorded and produced our one and only album, Footprints on the Water. An idea was suggested that we might be able to get together for one last time, and take over one of our normal Sunday evening meetings. We hoped that our drummer Roger would be able to arrange travel from the States to be with us. Mirroring what happened to us when we started out in the various incarnations of our what was then called Rhythm Group, this idea grew fairly quickly from the original conception of an almost unplugged evening to something substantially bigger. Before we really knew it, we had the gift of superb sound and lighting equipment, which was to enhance our evening and possibly take away from the rusty nature of the performance. We started to prepare musically several months in advance, soon realising that we used to sing considerably higher than we do now, but having been friends for so many years, we gradually worked together, forgave each other, and uh, worked through our memory blockages, guitar fingers, and began to get things together. Roger was able to travel a few weeks before for some rehearsal, returning again for the week before the concert. Fairly early on, it was decided we would like to raise money for Cancer UK. This was something very closely affecting some members of the group, so we were delighted when an interest to the concert meant that we were sold out in just a couple of weeks, leading to an extra night, and we eventually raised over £2,000. The concerts themselves took us through the history of the group, with even a Joystrings medley and other songs used during developing years. We used supporting video and photographs, as well as encouraged nostalgia and old jokes, though there were a couple of new ones. There was, of course, a leaning towards the songs from the album, but led, as was often the case, to a gospel message following the powerful Bill Booth revival machine's wonderfully powerful face-to-face. -face. All of this was a microcosm of what happened in those early days. A few friends, encouraged by their core, started to make music together. Always aware that we were doing okay, but generally effective, Things just seemed to slot into place. The recording was done because, unbeknown to us, the owner of the studio that we went to as part of buying equipment was a Christian 
who wanted to promote Christian groups. Who would have thought that? Just one example of how God puts things in place when you're not even looking. And if time permitted, I could give you loads more of situations like that. We've been privileged to be used as just ordinary people and are humbled by the things that we've heard, which incidentally is hardly ever about the music. Take that how you will but more about the influence something that we have done has had in people's spiritual lives. We can only thank God for what he has done and give him continual praise. So Cliff, looking forwards for a moment now, what would you like to think might happen with music like this in the future within the Salvation Army? One thing that I would really like to see is more of the concert guitar contemporary whatever you want to call it I want to see more of that not in place of but alongside the worship group format that we use so frequently and so well now I just feel that over the years the army had such a great opportunity when all this started there was a real flourishing of groups and that that outward looking if I can put it that way that outward looking approach to evangelism through that kind of music seems to have been lost maybe with the poorer for it so perhaps it's time to pray that that might reintroduce itself more than it is at the moment for the future well thank you for those challenging words and for the rest of us maybe we need to get our guitars out of our cases change the rusty strings and in the words of the founder do something Here's the title track from that great LP, The Solid Rock Band and Footprints on the Water. Ripples in your life can cause a tidal wave of trouble Ugly colours dissipating from reflections of your friends The stream of life flows on and on and flows into the sea Where loss of life is prevalent as people cease to be Footprints on the water Yeah, he can walk upon the sea
again Cliff and the rest of the group too. It was great to hear that the recent events went so well. Seems a long time since you were one of the four young students who billeted in our quarters all those years ago. Where does all that time fly to? Now you all know of course the story of how I've found happiness again in the last five years or so with my lovely wife Sarah and now our two gorgeous little girls Emily and Bronwyn. Well Sarah is a proud child of Exeter and she spent the first 26 years of her life at Exeter Temple Corps, still very much today her home corps. And we're always delighted when we have the opportunity to go down and visit friends and family at the temple. This gives me the chance to pay tribute today to a great friend and supporter of going to the army, Songster Mac McGowan, who's recently been promoted to glory after many years of poor health. Mac was such an encourager, and was always ready with a smile and his ready wit to brighten any occasion. In paying tribute to Mac then, it seems fitting to use something from the new CD recorded by retired bandmaster Kenneth Downey, who's very much part of the core at Exeter Temple, and his wife Patricia is the recently appointed songster leader. Ken's ministry at the piano in meetings is such a special part of worship, and I'm so glad that he's now recorded some of his piano meanderings to raise funds for the massive redevelopment of Exeter Temple that is currently planned. On the CD, Ken really does just go with the flow, with five piano selections on themes such as the mercy of Jesus and the love of Jesus. We're going to listen to the first few minutes of the second of those lovely selections. Given the title, The Love of Jesus, I particularly like how all the tunes in the selection are linked together with little fragments 
of Yes, Jesus Loves Me. That's a tune that's very dear to us as Sarah sings it with the girls every evening at bedtime. And the other tunes you'll hear in this excerpt are No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus and I Know He Cares For Me. This is Ken Downey from the CD With The Flow.
Some of the most popular episodes of the Going to the Army podcast series have been the specials that we've produced to celebrate the life and work of great Salvation Army musicians. So far, these have included George Marshall, Ray Steadman Allen and Major Joy Webb, of course. And another is now in planning. I'm hoping that the first podcast of 2020 will be a celebration of all things NB. Colonel Norman Bearcroft has always been one of my favourite composers. How could a euphonium player ever say otherwise? And I'm currently working with Norman and his wife Kathy and son Mark on a fitting way to mark Norman's lifetime of service and music making. So to help us get all in the mood, here is Norman's setting of three spirituals. Shoes, Every Time I Feel the Spirit and The Gospel Train. Played for us today by the Household Troops Band. Three Spirituals.
This next song has been a favourite among songsters ever since its publication in The Musical Salvationist back in April 1965, and then later in Gem 7. It's not necessarily a favourite for songster pianists, as it's written in five flats, but it's wonderful music composed by a young Salvationist in those days who's gone on to great success in the wider world in the years since, Edward Gregson. And the words are by the evergreen Peter Cook. This is Birmingham Citadel Songsters singing Before the Cross. Oh, 
Birmingham Citadel is another corps that I've had more contact with since meeting Sarah, as she also has family there. And it was a real treat to recently hear the YP Band and Singing Company from the Citadel when they visited Boston Corps, which is near to us in Lincoln. How wonderful to see so many keen, dedicated and really committed young people. We purchased the YP Band's new CD, Lord Reign in Me, and a great feature of that disc is the way the youngsters themselves get to introduce the pieces that the band play. So how can I do better than to let them do that right now, before we hear William Himes' beautiful selection, A Quiet Moment. Bill Himes brilliantly interweaves the beautiful melodies of In This Quiet Moment and I Love You Lord in this arrangement. This piece encourages us to take time to be quiet and come into God's presence. We can think of it as spending a quiet moment with God, telling him how much we love him. In this quiet moment, and in all that I do, I love you, Lord. You make me, me.
As I write this towards the end of November, I can't help but realise that very soon today's Salvationists are going to be completely wrapped up in, some might even say overwhelmed by, our Christmas playing efforts. Our band started with the switching on of the lights in Lincoln High Street, and before we knew it we had carols coming out of our ears. But bringing the true message of Christmas to the world is so important in these ever more secular days. Even more so, as so many signs in the world now seem to be pointing towards Christ's second coming. So to mark the start of Advent, and with an eye keenly watching for Jesus' return, lo, he comes with clouds descending. Here is Eric Ball's classic piece, The Kingdom Triumphant. This performance was conducted by the composer himself at the 1978 International Congress in London, with massed bands and a massed choir. Have a great Advent season, and may the Christ of Christmas be ever in your hearts. This is The Kingdom Triumphant.
I'm sure many of you agree that's one of the most wonderful Advent pieces that we have in the Salvation Army. As always, we end with another march. And to set us on our way out into the caroling season, here is one by Jack Pattinson, the erstwhile 1920s bandmaster at Seam Harbour Corps in the northeast of England. You bring the one next to you, and I'll bring the one next to me. Still the best example of personal evangelism. So there's a challenge for us all to take with us. A challenge that's given today by the Hendon Citadel Band. So let's do it, friends. You bring the one next to you, I'll bring the one next to me, and in no time at all, we'll win them all. We'll win them, win them, one by one. Cheerio, and God bless you all. Thank you.